Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mumpreneurs by mumpreneurs. Each week we're talking about mum-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today I'm your co-host Michelle Palmer. And I'm Olivia Radcliffe. And we're going even deeper into something we touched on last week, which is our multi-passionate, neuro-spicy, neurodiverse way of chasing a whole bunch of shiny things and actually getting them done. (laughs) And this is something that both Olivia and I did when we were sort of working separately, but has really become a core element of our businesses and a core element of how we've been able to do everything we're doing on the crazy short timelines we have since joining together and sort of creating this accountability, this framework, the system we have for chasing all these sort of amazing shiny things that we're pursuing. So yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this more. This is a topic we have been chatting about for a long time because it really did feel like once we started talking through this fact that we both get really excited by shiny ideas, really like chasing those novel ideas and really seeing where they're going to go. But, you know, when we're on our own, sometimes we got a little distracted, a little derailed by it. And having both of us like that and really working together on how to rein that in, how to, you know, think through it clearly and carefully and evaluate them and, you know, see the projects through, we've seen a huge difference in just how effective we are chasing these ideas, actually getting results from them. So that is my rambly excitement about the topic. Olivia, do you want to dive in before we kind of go deeper on this chasing of the shiny things? Yeah, well, I've seen, you know, it's not unique to us. This whole multi-passionate entrepreneur shiny object syndrome is a very real thing. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who really love chasing these shiny squirrels, so to speak. They all have (laughs) these brilliant ideas that come day in and day out, and it can get really, really tempting to jump Mm -hmm. in and and chase these things. And almost to the point of of derailing what you're working on currently, like, I don't know how many times I have stopped a project like mid, mid task to chase something else because it was so shiny and I just wanted to jump in and do it. And um, I think it's it's a good point to highlight that we're not talking about stopping the chasing. No. We're not talking about like just creating one signature program and that's what you need to do. And if that's what you want to do, then great. Like if you are a one signature program person, by all means, stick with that. Um, mm-hmm. What we are talking about is how to actually productively chase (laughs) these things, how to productively get all these ideas and kind of gather them up, corral them together, so (laughs) to speak, and figure out what you're actually going to work on first and how you're Mm -hmm. going to do it in a way that is super productive, actually evaluates whether or not it's a good idea for your business (laughs) and your goals and like, yeah. um, and if it actually works for you. And so it's all about doing it in, in a way that also doesn't let you drop everything else you're currently working on, all your other priorities with uh-huh. your business and your home and your family and everything. So um, that, yeah, that's the framework we've we've kind of perfected. Again, as Michelle said, we had our own ways of doing this before, but I think we found that when we came together and really embraced this, this neurodivergent, we're going to chase these things, um, 
aspect of our collaboration, it, it kind of added the secret sauce as what we had yeah. been missing was that accountability. So, yeah, I think that's, I just want to highlight again, this, you know, there's a lot of culture around, you know, do things my way or, yeah. you know, follow my path. And when talking to people like us who are multi-passionate, who do have brains that work a little differently, sometimes it can feel a little closing. So we're just sharing the processes that have worked for us and inviting you to think strategically, think thoughtfully about how you are letting those shiny things catch your attention and what you're going to do with them. Because sadly enough, or maybe great, that we can't turn that off. Like, I don't think it's really possible to stop getting excited about shiny ideas I've tried it's not possible for me I don't want to so rather I love than, getting excited about I love my shiny <laughs> ideas so I think rather than trying to shut down something that is naturally part of you maybe it's the way your creativity expresses itself finding a way to help you kind of filter that into something productive and yeah we just wanted to share kind of the processes that we've been going through this framework we've been going through that works for us that we suspect might work for other people because it is pretty I want to say open-ended in the like just you know assessing it for yourself and using your own judgment it's really not a prescriptive approach so I just want to like give that asterisk before we dive in because I always rebel against people saying like you have to do it my way <laughs> as a respect person I can't handle that <laughs> you too yeah whenever someone says you have to do it this way I'm like watch nope. me. I'm going to do it yep. this way and prove you wrong. So <laughs> exactly. yes, there we go. <laughs> okay. So the kind of overarching framework, the process that Olivia and I have been going through is you see the shiny thing, you get excited. And that is a really fun energy adrenaline filled moment of like, oh my gosh, I see someone else doing something. I see that it could be potentially interesting for my business. It feels like it's something fun. Usually it's coming from that place of excitement and energy versus maybe the have tos or like, oh, I guess that's like the thing now everybody's doing and I guess I should. So I do want to kind of specify this is something that you like getting in excited about getting energized by maybe it's keeping you up at night because your brain just keeps scrolling over the ideas that could be kind of coming off the back of this idea so you've got this thing that is keeping you in that energized space and it's maybe more than a fleeting thought I think when you're at that stage then it's worth diving into this next sort of process so our first place where we go, and this is something Olivia and I talk back and forth about all the time, it's like, okay, you've got the shiny thing. It is preoccupying your mental space. Let's sit down and assess how good this shiny thing, this shiny squirrel, as we like to say, is going to fit for you, for your business, for your life. So kind of where that comes to for us is two things is where you know what do you stand to lose if you don't go through this process of assessing it and what do we potentially get if we take this time to think through it and really working through that process makes us stop and pause and think and sort of reflect on if this is a good fit for us so Olivia I'm gonna let you do that bit because you're really good at these Olivia is like our mindset <laughs> person of the of the duo so I always let her handle those well, thank you um, but no it, it really is you know a lot of people see this shiny thing and they just jump out like just mm -hmm. run after it chase it just head first tackle it, it to the ground tackle it to the <laughs> ground and I think 
part of the success we have had with chasing these things mm-hmm. is pulling back just a little bit in the beginning and doing yeah. this assessment. Because if you don't assess the thing first, like if you don't actually think, Hey, is this actually a good fit for my business? Like, where could this potentially go? You know, what <laughs> is it about this that is attracting me to it in the first place? Is this a fleeting mm-hmm. thing? Is this just a fling that, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> get over or is this, mm-hmm. is this the real deal? Um, if you don't do that, then you can end up wasting a ton of time, you know, chasing something Mm -hmm. that you finally catch and then realize that it doesn't fit in with anything in your business or any of your goals. And if you want to keep doing it, sometimes it inadvertently creates like a whole other business or another (laughs) spur of your business that, that you didn't quite mean to make. And then you're Mm -hmm. stuck juggling all these things without planning at all. And, um, but if you do actually take the time to assess it and, and think through, you know, um, what do you hope to get out of this? You know, Mm -hmm. what is motivating you to do this? What are your goals for it? etc. then it really does set you up for success. You have this idea of what you want to chase, kind of this big picture of how it could potentially fit in. And it's yeah. worth noting, none of this is written in stone, right? It's just kind of <laughs> having this like somewhat vague idea of, yeah, this could actually work. I could see how this could be a future. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. have to do um, that right up front, I think is, is super, super crucial. Exactly. And I think it gives you that gut check, not just of where does this fit with the business, but also where does this fit with like you? Does this ultimate thing that you're trying to achieve by chasing this shiny idea, the shiny squirrel, does this line up with the type of life you're trying to live? Does it fit with your values? Does it fit with your schedule? Like, is it a practical maneuver for you to take, but ultimately is it going to get you somewhere you want to go? And I think personally, I've many times gone quite far down a road with an idea or a career choice or just like something big in life only to realize later on once you're fully in it that hey actually this isn't a great fit and probably I could have got those warning signs (laughs) if I had taken that kind of introspective step beforehand so it is a like exercise because it's not necessarily something that comes that naturally (laughs) um Yeah, but I think it does help eliminate some of the anxiety that can also hang us up from taking action. You know, you might have this idea and it's really fun to kind of play with it and roll it around in your head. But sometimes we sit and roll those ideas around and around and around and never take action on them because they're scary in a weird way. There's something unknown. There's some sort of anxiety and stress behind the inaction of this idea, just staying an idea that's worth addressing too, because, you know, maybe just assessing it, thinking it through, you might be able to put that idea, that Chinese grill to rest and move on with something else rather than it just being a perpetual maybe in your mind. Like I think sometimes it helps you close the tabs of things you could be doing and that makes space for other things, which I think is a very productive process, even if you decide that's not a thing to chase right now. So I think there's benefits to both sides of it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, we can get a lot deeper on this, but it also oh, does yeah. help. It, it helps bring out that maybe there is a little bit of 
fear of success in there as well, sometimes along with the fear of failure. And by looking at this big picture of what it could be and what you could stand to Mm -hmm. gain from it, you know, how amazing life could be if this squirrel does work and how it all fits together. Um, I I think that can help kind of tackle that, that fear of success or the fear of failure just a little bit in there. So, Mm. um, which then brings us to our next stage. So once we've fully assessed that shiny squirrel and decided, (laughs) yes, this is something worth chasing. Um, the other stuff that I think people kind of gloss over is Mm -hmm. we actually sit down and plan how we are going to do this. How are we going to chase it? You know, what does this actually look like? Um, Mm -hmm. and this, this again can be a practice for some people because it can be so tempting just to jump in and do the thing. Yeah. But if you don't plan, you can really get overwhelmed with things mm-hmm. you might, and, which can stop you from doing it in the yeah, first exactly. place. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can find yourself kind of missing steps or like mm-hmm. skipping the first three things that you need to do and jumping right <laughs> in with something and then realizing you have to go back and, and redo yeah. something. And it, it's just a lot easier to execute if you have at least some idea of a game plan. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it helps you kind of chunk it down into more bite-sized pieces that are more achievable. You know, we all work in a block of a few hours. It's really hard to tackle a project that is weeks, months, years long in one go in one sitting, like our attention spans, especially if you're, you know, neurodiverse and multi-passionate, our attention spans just aren't built for that. So I find it's really valuable to sort of chunk down those big picture ideas into smaller like seasons and then break those down even into action tasks and they then can actually fit into those gaps of time you have in your day or if you're a scheduler like fit it into a schedule to achieve them but without taking that process you're just staring at the end goal of like you know start a multi-million dollar business or like get a PhD (laughs) that's a really big thing and it's hard to achieve it without understanding what goes into the process so I think when you've got the plan it's a lot easier to actually execute it and I think in many ways when we go through that planning process it helps you simplify things you can realize what is like important or a need to have and what's a nice to have or a phase two phase three kind of idea there's something Olivia and I often do when we're building something out is earmark things as like phase two phase three and that means you don't lose those ideas but you can prioritize what's important to actually get done now, today, to move forward and actually bring it into the world and start going. Um, I think it's also kind of that same side of the coin of if it is important, but not your strength or not something you're particularly able to achieve or wanting to achieve, you can look at how you can outsource it or automate it or find other ways to still get through the to-do list because you know what the to-do list is. Um, so yeah, I find that that's a lot easier to actually implement because you've had that sort of process in place. And this is the kind of thing that really, really helps having an accountability buddy for, especially if planning is not (laughs) your strong suit. If you don't want to look at these little details and figure it out, Mm -hmm. um, this is where Michelle and I really, I think we've really helped each other with this as well. Cause, um, it's really great to be able to sit down with someone and say, okay, 
this is my overall thing. These are my steps. What do you think? And like, really, yeah, does it make sense? <laughs> does this make sense? Um, yeah. And I think it can help you spot the blind spots or find, you know, hidden ideas, hidden gems that you wouldn't have thought of. Because when we're in something, and especially when you're in that planning stage, you get really granular and it's hard to zoom back out to that big picture. So while we were doing that assessing phase, we have the big picture in mind, but I feel like it fades pretty quickly. (laughs) So by going through that process of evaluating and planning with someone else or in sort of some container where you can assess it with other people, I think it helps you bring that focus back into, okay, I'm planning these small action items, but here's how that fits into the big picture and have that back and forth. So that's been super helpful for us. Right. Well, and all the better if you can find someone or a group of people who have already done the thing yeah, who have some that experience really helps. with it and, <laughs> and can help say, yeah, this worked for me. This did not work. Like this tool, mm-hmm. great. This tool, meh, you don't need it. Yep. Um, Save you a whole bunch of time. basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and cause that is, you touched on this, Michelle, but like, that's our big thing is the MVP, you know, getting out mm-hmm. the only viable product. What is the kind of the least amount that we can get out there that will actually make an impact in the world and help serve and and get, get our thing out there in the hands of other people and then build it from there. Like you said, with the 2.0 and the 3.0 and (laughs) the four, five, six, and, you know, just keep going. Um, Well, I think that's particularly important to highlight because again, when you have this shiny idea and maybe it feels like something new or different, it's never existed in the world in the way you're going to bring it into the world, like eventually. So we have no real way of knowing what it's going to need to be when we're in that ideating and planning phase. And I kind of come from this user experience perspective, but it is kind of impossible to design a thing without ever getting in front of the people who are going to use it. Yes, And we do our best to think ahead and try and put ourselves in those people's shoes But ultimately, unless you actually get your course, your product, your idea, your thing in front of real humans and get them using it, it's going to be really hard, if not impossible, to understand what is working, what are the things that are catching them, what are the things that are tripping them up, what would be an amazing addition for it. And we really believe in this sort of iterative approach, this, you know, take the MVP, get it out there, get it done, and then take the feedback, get the people using it so that you can refine it with their input to be something that's really valuable to them too. So I'm going to get off my little soapbox because I love (laughs) this approach. It's very, very near and dear to my heart, but I think it is key to particularly this kind of approach to work, to building things is you have these ideas and you want to bring them to life, but we can't it's kind of not possible to bring them to life at the final finished version because they have to go through the process of being born and made and growing up and having experiences and like learning along the way, just like we as humans or maybe squirrels, if we extend our metaphor, <laughs> they have to go and like live in the world to understand what they're going to grow up to be. So I that's just my have huddle. images of baby squirrels now. That's that's all I can think of. It's just little baby squirrels. I mean, <laughs> there's worse things. They're very Thank cute. No, they're cute. Um, no, and then so okay. So once you assess it, you find your plan. There's obviously then you have to actually go through the plan and mm-hmm. you know, chase the that thing. squirrel, do the thing, <laughs> and 
then you have to actually stop and evaluate, you know, Mm -hmm. did this work? What did I like? What did I not like? And figure out if it's something you actually want to continue doing. You know, I've worked with a lot of people who have chased something and then they keep doing it because, well, they did it. So they have to keep doing (laughs) it, right? And no, like, it's okay to stop. Like, that's Mm -hmm. a super crucial step. And then- And that's where you can get the feedback, sorry, from those- humans who are using the thing or engaging with the thing and again it's fine and great to put the first version out but without evaluating if it's something you want to do and evaluating other people's reactions and interactions with it it will just stay at that mvp stage and never realize the full shiny vision you had for it at the beginning right right and yeah you know, all of our goals and our plans and our desires and needs and schedules and all of that's going to shift. And Mm -hmm. so that all comes into either doing new phases of whatever it is, or, you know, cutting it out completely and trying the next thing, you know, so it's all Mm -hmm. about kind of being aware, I think. Yeah. And then agreed. Looking at if it is something you want to continue, then like, well, how do you grow it? Yeah. How do Mm -hmm. you how do you work on those next steps? What does that look like? What sort of feedback do you need to get, et cetera? Yeah. So that's kind of the high level of what Olivia and I have been doing. And we kind of realized over the last few months that it's something kind of special that maybe not everybody is doing this process. Maybe not everybody has a buddy to go through this with. And we want to invite you into our framework and our like support bubble to join us in this approach to shiny squirrel chasing. (laughs) And we are actually opening up a membership all around this. We are creating this framework that is like actionable lessons for you to go through, but more of a, I think, a community, a place to get support, feedback, thoughts, extra training, and like resources to help you do the doing and the evaluating and the planning and the evaluating and the growing. Because again, just deciding or just doing are fine on their own, but ultimately you need the whole thing to make these beautiful shiny squirrels grow up into the big goals you have for them. So we are opening up the founding members. We are in the middle of launching this amazing uh, membership at the moment, and we would love to have you. If this sounds like something you would enjoy, if this is something you maybe need in your life or your business, if you're kind of constantly being showered with these beautiful ideas and want to start bringing more of them to life, We'd really, really love to have you. Um, We have a founding member deal and founding member sort of benefits available at the moment. So we would love you to go check those out. They are only available until Tuesday 28th at midnight Eastern time because we have to put a limit on it somewhere. (laughs) So we are going to have all the information over on our website at likeamothermovement.com slash squirrels. (laughs) We love a metaphor, love a cheesy pun. So there's... Covered in cheesy metaphors and squirrel puns. So I hope you enjoy it as much as we've enjoyed putting it together. And we really look forward to inviting you into our world and help you chase those shiny ideas that deserve to be out in the world and helping you. But you missed the best part, Michelle. (gasps) I did. Oh no. The name (laughs) of the membership. Oh, you're right. I yes. So it is called the Shiny Squirrel Chasers Club. And we have got shiny squirrel chasing everywhere all over. (laughs) <laughs> the branding. I had so much fun creating the branding for this. It's not even funny. <laughs> I mean, it was, we were chasing a squirrel all about mm-hmm. squirrels and they're shiny yep. and it's, yeah. Okay. 
go yeah. check it out just purely to <laughs> tell me out. that my my branding is hilarious <laughs> that was the point we've had so much fun building this like if yeah 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 best squirrel we've chased thus far almost <laughs> I, I I fully agree so yeah. yeah definitely we would love to have you join us as a founding member like Michelle said um mm-hmm. doors to the founding member launch close on uh March 28th um mm-hmm. but you can still join after that totally fine yeah. we're um, keeping it open for now um we don't have plans of doing the like only open for certain times type of membership we're going to see how it goes but I think this is the kind of container where people might need to hop in at any time so we want to be available to you as you kind of work on things and realize you do or don't need support so we're here to help you as and when you need yeah check us out likeamothermovement.com slash squirrels Mm -hmm. and reach out to either of us if you have questions if you're kind of thinking on it or want to chat it through we're we're definitely here to help you decide if this is the right fit for you we're always open and available for that yeah well thank you so much for joining us this week on marketing like a mother if you found value in today's show and want to support some fellow mompreneurs we really appreciate a rating and for you to share this show with a couple business friends it really means a lot to us we're going to be back next week with more marketing tips for busy mums with businesses and until then take care